Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Ms. Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. On today's episode, we're talking emotional eating. Are you an emotional eater and how to identify it? If so, and what to do about it. Emotional eating is one of the most common epidemics when it comes to nutrition and trying to maintain your health and wellness. And it can certainly stall your weight loss and your progress if you're not, first of all, aware that it exists and then intentionally doing something about it. Um, Jay, have you ever been an emotional eater or been conscious of the fact that you were eating based off some specific emotion? No, I'm just the opposite. I'm an emotional uneater, if that's a thing. No. So when I'm like mad or sad or uh, have a lot of things that I have going on, I eat less. Yes. Eat, you know, I'll skip meals and I won't eat. I've, I've heard of that. Um, a lot of people when dealing with something like depression or anxiety, yeah, they'll lose they're weight. like, I can't eat. I can't eat. Yeah. 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 So... Um, emotional uneating, I suspect, could probably be just as unhealthy as emotional yeah, eating. Yeah, because you're definitely, I remember just being so, so sick after a few weeks of doing that because I, I was still plant-based, and but at this time, I wasn't, I was neglecting proteins because you know you have to intentionally eat protein if you aren't, if you're not a meat eater. Right. And so after a few weeks of doing that, just eating a little here and a little there, I got really, really sick because I was lacking protein. Yeah, and you know what? Because you always annoy me because you would eat an almond. And feel like I had a snack. <laughs> and feel like you ate. And I'll be like, Jay, when's the last time you ate? And you'll be like, well, I had that, that pack almond. of almonds yeah. mm-hmm. three hours ago. I'm like, have you eaten anything since? No. And then you had never have attitude. <laughs> because I ate. I told you that. No. no. We should do a show about snacking, too, because low-key snacking is a great way to ruin your, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it fills right. you up sometimes. Yeah. And I, like some people know, like, you know, like I had a bag of grapes or a couple grapes. That's all I had. That's why I don't feel hungry, but I need to eat me. I have a couple grapes and that can power me up for the next five hours. Ridiculous. Sorry. So- <laughs> moving on. So emotional eating is um, one of those things where, it's a real thing, but I also believe that a lot of people lean on it as an excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? To not really nail down their nutrition and be a little more regimented and disciplined. So we're going to go over today kind of what the definition of emotional eating is, um, whether or not you can identify if you're an emotional eater, and what steps you can possibly take to kind of get your power back and take back control over your health. Right. But, but first, <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? So my wait, what is we were all involved in this wait, what Uh-oh. on Facebook? Uh oh, uh, a nice art. He he does poetry. He does you know the the spoken word. He has a huge following. Every time he has a video, it's like 7,000 shares, and, and he's very popular. Okay. He made a video, and it was called uh, Stay With Me or Something Till We Get Old and Sick. Love Me Until We're Old and Sick. Mm-hmm. And I watched the video, and I immediately tagged you and Tiff saying, I cannot believe this nonsense. So 
basically the video was saying they want he wants someone who can love him until he's old and sick. Okay. You know, until I'm basically deteriorating and I want someone who will be in the hospital with me as I'm, you know, losing my you know, whatever it is. And the video was called, you know, get old and sick. So I immediately tagged you and Tiff saying, Hey, this is nonsense. Who says you have to get old and sick? That that doesn't that's not necessarily go hand in hand if you do the right thing and take the right steps. Of course there's some things that you can't do, I mean can't avoid. But however, it every it was so many people on there agreeing, like, yeah, that's the type of love I want. Yeah, own sick, yeah, people do get sick. There's there's no way around it. And so after I tagged you and Tiff, people jumped on it and was all over us. Like, what are you guys talking about? You're a narcissist. Everyone gets sick. Everyone, everyone gets you know, there's some point, everyone dies and everyone, and we were like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, like, we, we're we not just saying this because this is something we we, we, we just made up. I, I happen to know if you take care of your body, if you think about this every day, eat right, exercise, drink water, stay hydrated, get enough activity, that the chances of you getting sick compared to someone who does not do that are so much slimmer. So much slimmer. And as I stated on on that uh, site, you know, statistically speaking, lifestyle choices it is what kills. Yes. It's usually not something that, like the young lady said, she was born with. Or like they were saying, what about a car accident? We're not speaking on car accidents. We're talking right. about the normal lifestyle <clears throat> choices. Because I think what happens is people, when they have, say, let's say diabetes, and they get a uh, amputation, and then the amputation gets infected or something like that. People say they died because the amputation got infected. No, they never go down to the source. Like, well, you ate like crap and you got diabetes, leading to you getting the amputation. You know what I'm saying? So that was my way. What I was like, wow, all, thousands of people are like, yes, this is this is love. Get let's get old and sick together. You you know what? When you tagged us in that post. And I watched the video, and you just was adding fuel to the fire because you knew Tiff and I were going to be, like, <laughs> you know, really, really angered by it because there's this huge assumption that when you get old, you get ill. You right. get sick. Things break down, you know. And, yes, your body deteriorates to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but like you said, your lifestyle, lifestyle choices truly determines your quality of life mm-hmm. when you get older. And everyone was posting about... They have pre-existing conditions and, you know, which is how getting upset with us. And I couldn't believe how they were so angry. They were so angry. (laughs) And I can't believe how many people really were defending age and sickness, Mm -hmm. age and illness. And like you said, yeah, of course, if something unexpected happens. But let's just be clear. What you're doing right now today is setting the stage for the life you're going to live right. 20, 30 years from now. And that's why I said, let's not talk about the exceptions. Let's talk about the rules. There's always an exception to the rule, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the rule, what usually happens. Let's not talk about the rare case where you were born with something. Chances are, if you are, like they have an obesity clinic now. Yes. That did not exist 20, 30 There's years obesity ago. obesity clinics. I've heard of diabetes cl- clinics. Yeah, now children are diabetic, so it's, it's, it's definitely lifestyle, but they weren't trying to hear none of that. They were like narcissist, uh, angry. <laughs> yeah, we were called everything under the sun. Um, 
and felt no qualms about it. Like, oh, no, like no. y'all still a thousand percent wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay, but going on, you know, go, yeah. like I told her, go, oh, forget it. First of all, I did not mean this for you. I, I was tagging the people that have like minds because I knew the rest of you wouldn't get it. And secondly, go ahead and be sick. I can't, I'm not here to save anyone. Right. This is just my opinion. <laughs> And I'm like, why don't you try this? I'm here to save everyone. So Go ahead and get your diabetes and your infl inflammatory issues. I can't save you right now. This is just you know, a little wake-up call for those who want it. That's all. That's all. That's all. Um, yeah, that, that was interesting. So, my wait, what? Okay, so um, about two weeks, I was online, and I'm searching life insurance companies, right? Uh -huh. And so... Some life insurance companies require you to take a health exam and some don't. Mm -hmm. So um, I looked at one that does require you to take a health exam. And, you know, I hopped on the phone with him and he's like, okay, we're going to send a nurse out, you know, someone out to do your exam. Um, is this date okay? I'm like, yes, that's cool. They, she, he said, okay, the company is going to call you right before your appointment and she's going to come out and just do a quick physical exam to make sure you're as healthy as you say you are, right? Right. So I said, okay. So the young lady called me um, a couple of days before my appointment. And she's like confirming the appointment, confirming my address. And I always uh, like to give the courtesy of telling people that I live on the fifth floor with no elevator. Okay. So I said, I live on the fifth floor with no elevator. It is a walk up. She said, wait. <laughs> that, was her way, that was her way what she said you don't have an elevator i said no she said and it's five flights i said yes she said oh lisa like like we knew each other she said oh lisa lisa no five flights i said yes ma'am mind you i'm in the middle of a session with a client i don't know why i answered the phone so she's on my phone crying about these five flights of stairs Okay. 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 So I'm like, okay. Um, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I right. live on the fifth floor. You have to come out and do this exam so I can get life insurance. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So she said, okay, I'll see you Monday. I'll mm -hmm. call you, you know, the morning of to confirm again. I said, perfect. Mm -hmm. She called me Monday morning. Why she say, I've been thinking about these five flights all weekend. It, can we meet anywhere else? Wait, no. Wait, no. That's what this is going to be called. What? Excuse me? Absolutely. She asked me to basically no. come out my house and leave my house because she was not physically capable of doing her job. She you said, I can't. Be kidding me. She said, I can't get up those five flights. Can we meet? And do you have a relative house we can meet at? Please, no. Absolutely. What did you say? What could I say? I had to. I, t I gave her my mom's address. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. Podcast over. Why you ain't tell me off, off <laughs> so I can fully rant? You know I want to rant right Jay, now. it was so ridiculous. It took everything so in me not to tell you. <laughs> what? You should have come on now. Give me. She, she legit was like, these five flights have destroyed my whole weekend. I couldn't even sleep. I, there's no way I can do it. How did you even have any respect for her when you, when you met her? When she done took you across town because of five flights of steps yep so i had to drive to my mom's house so this lady could meet me to do an exam on me for life insurance about how old 60 she was exactly 60 years old we talked that's about exactly it. what that's exactly what uh, at 60 years old excuse me yes i'm on that fifth floor what do you mean i've been thinking about this all weekend then she meet oh. me at my mom's house get out the car with this fago pop uh, come on now 
Come on now. Gets out the car with a Fago pop. Oh, thank you so much. I, my knees wouldn't have been able to make it up those steps. Oh, I said unbelievable. You, what does your job call for? Your job calls for you to travel to people, to examine them. You need to be physically capable of doing your job. I got you telling me I got to leave my house and drive somewhere because you can't climb steps? As if you have a disability. I was like, wait, what? So that happened. Yeah, that's a, a wait, WTF. And if you just want to put some extra on it after the exam. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Then she's like, it can't get worse. I'm oh, sorry. it gets funnier. Then she's like, um, the the tool that they use to take your blood pressure. Uh -huh. She was like, it's broke. Mine is broke. She's like, um, I was like, well, you know, I can tell you right now, my blood pressure is on point. On point, beyond normal. She said, oh yeah, I can look at you and tell. I'm just gonna write down here. Why she fudging the number? She, <laughs> she fudged my blood pressure, fam. I said, this lady is off the hook. So she fudged my blood pressure, went ahead and hooked me up with that stellar blood pressure. Then, come to find out, at the end of the whole thing, she, she looked at my mom like, oh, you look familiar. They get to talking, right? Mm -hmm. They know each other from way back in the 90s, back when uh, they both went to WC3, Wayne County wow. Community College, right? So they get to talking, get to talking. And, you know, my mom just turned 60 as well, so they're both 60. Right. And my mom told her, she's like, oh, you know, you can go, um, we can go to school for free. Mm -hmm. And the lady's like, wait, what? And my mom's like, yeah, over the age of 60, Wayne County re residents can go to, you know, school for free. The, the city, the state to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And the lady was like, oh, cool, I can finish. And my mom's like, what? She's like, yeah, I can finish my degree or whatever. Excuse me? <clears throat> Wait. So, my mom like, degree in what? The lady's like, nursing. <laughs> my mom said, you don't have a degree in nursing? She said, oh, no. I said, wait, who just took my blood and, and my urine? What just, what is happening all right now? All signs pointed to she didn't finish her degree. All signs. My mom said, what do you have? A, what are you, what's your title? She's like, case manager. My mom's like, oh, that's just some generic term they throw on stuff that they really don't know. Exactly. What? So, yeah, I don't know who just stuck a needle. That's probably why I'm bruised up right now. Unbelievable. It was an unbelievable experience. She said, number one, you ruined my whole life. With those five flights. Secondly, I ain't doing them, just to be clear. Go on. Then I'm going to disrespect you by getting out the car after I had you come across town with a Fago pop. Mm-hmm. I mean, could this, could this be one of the <laughs> indicators of why you can't? Okay. Then you're going to come in and then openly admit that I'm not even qualified, to be honest. I almost lost it. I just, I just clutched my pearls. Thank God for you fasting and meditating because the you old you would have been <laughs> oh. calling the district attorney. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. The old, old me would have had her out of a job by noon. Yeah. So, yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. <laughs> you keep that from me you know we would have had a ball talking about it that. took everything in me i oh, said did she just say these flights ruin her weekend i've been thinking about it she said, i've been thinking about it all weekend i ain't coming <laughs> i ain't coming find somewhere else all right so my way was speaking of that so i'm at your house mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. And um, I left my phone in the car i cannot you know, no no you're gonna let me have my moment <laughs> 
So when I'm at Lisa's house, I leave my phone in the car. Now, she just told y'all she lives on the fifth floor, right? So she gives me this look like, good luck. I'm like, I need to go run and grab my phone real quick. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to be right back. I said, matter of fact, set the timer. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, oh, oh, okay. You want me to set? Sets the timer. She said, how long it's going to take you? I said, five minutes. Now, keep in mind, I'm parked a block away, right? So, technically, I got to run two blocks, down five flights of steps, up five flights of steps, yep. right? Yep. She said, all right. Set it. Set the timer. <laughs> Boom, I'm off, right? Yep. Why I why your girl get back? Tell them. Go ahead, Lisa. Finish it off for me. Three minutes flat. Three minutes fit life. It was unbelievable. T G I. Thank God I'm fit. T G I F. Man. T G I F. I thought about you the whole time. Like oh 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 oh. Cause you was like five minutes. Really? Five minutes? Okay. I doubted you. I did. Oh, you doubted me. I didn't think you can get back that quick. That was amazing. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 You still got it. Almost died, but that don't matter. That does not matter. I did not die. But did you die? No. Okay. I'm here right now. <laughs> you I'm, did I'm, it. I'm a living, breathing testimony. Yes, that indeed. That you can mind over matter. All day. Yeah. All, you, all you really need, though, to blow goals out the water is somebody to doubt you. Some people. That worked for some people. I said you. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm great. Because I'm awesome. Yeah, that's all I need. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. You did that thing. All so, right. Let's delve into it. Emotional eating. So, Jay, today... Just today, I was on a coaching call with a client, and he said, I was asking him how the past week had went, and we were talking about his nutrition, and he said, oh, I did all right. He's like, Lisa, you know, I had a couple days that didn't go the way I wanted them to go. They mm -hmm. were, um, I got kind of depressed about some things on a couple of days, so uh -huh. I went ahead and had a pop. I said, a what? A whole entire pop? Yeah, I said, what do you mean? He said, you know, I was feeling down because the day, you know, didn't pan out quite the way I wanted to. So I had to have a sun kiss. Okay. And I said, so I'm thinking I'm coaching my tail off. I said, well, let's just be honest. Did it really make you feel better? He said, yes, yes, yes it did. <laughs> <laughs> what you thought it was going to do. Right. I said I needed that yeah. thing. <laughs> so I thought we would bring this to the podcast, Emotional Eating. And I just, and I laughed. We both laughed for a minute. I said, okay, let's take this another route. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And we, you know, went into to the consequences and sugar and things like that. But mm -hmm. emotional eating, you know, it's a major, major culprit of weight gain, mm -hmm. you know, and chronic illness and chronic disease. And it's right up there with eating disorders as well, you know, yeah. when you really think about it because... It's kind of a state of, like, you're no longer in control. Right. And so that's a really dangerous place to be in when you're not physically in control of your eating. Right. So a couple questions um, you should ask yourself first to decide, to decipher whether or not you are an emotional eater. Because like I said earlier, I think the, just the term emotional eating has become so commonplace yeah. that we use it sometimes self-diagnosing ourselves and right a lot of self-diagnosing a lot of self-diagnosing self so a couple questions to consider do you eat more when you're feeling stressed mm -hmm. do you eat when you're not hungry or when you're full do you eat to feel better maybe to calm down or soothe yourself maybe you're mad sad bored anxious do you reward yourself with food that's a big one too 
Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we just think about emotional eating as maybe stress yeah. or angry or sad. But do you reward? You could be happy and and think right. you might need food, right? Um, do you regularly eat until you've stuffed yourself? Does food make you feel safe? Do you feel like food is a friend? And do you feel, this is the most important one, do you feel powerless or out of control around food? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times you... I, I think it, it take you have to go back to when we when we said um, create that lion. You know when you know your triggers and you know what you do when you're not feeling when you're feeling a certain type of way. You have to create that lion. I remember the lion that I cre- the lion that I created for myself because I knew that I liked to uh, buy a lot of takeout. Is I would leave my debit card and only take a couple of dollars. Yes, that was the lie because I I have no choice. I have no choice but to not buy. I can't buy anything at this point because I I don't have access to it. So if if you know you are an emotional eater or something like that, sometimes you have to create ways to stop yourself. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. 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 Because it comes as as no surprise. We pretty much know ourselves at this point. Yeah. Especially when you're an adult, you have your own money, you can buy your own food, you know. Now, if you're like a teenager or something and your parents kind of bring the food in the house and you have like little willpower it's it, it's harder to it's do. much harder but as an adult with your own money with that and you're managing your own time and you're creating your own rules for your life yes you have to set these things in place for yourself i agree what do you think? yeah i agree a thousand percent you have to create environments that force you to stick to what you wanted to do if you're not strong enough yet right it's kind of like the rule where we say in the beginning when we're coaching clients don't have it in the house. Don't mm-hmm. bring pop in the house. Don't have cookies in the house. You know chips are your weakness. Don't keep a big bag of chips. You're not strong enough yet to just have a few. I'm always amazed by that. When someone, okay, I ate five cookies. How did you eat five cookies? I mean, you had like how many cookies in the house? That's such a big no-no. Don't. Right. I don't even think I'm strong enough to pass up five cookies in my home. Right. At this point, <laughs> I've been here years. Right. I don't think I'm even strong enough to, to to pass up certain things. I don't. I just don't keep it in my home because For sure. you just never know how you're gonna feel, how bored you'll get. That midnight, um, you know, craving. Yes. That's another thing. I think when you get up in the middle of the night, boredom. Would you consider that? Oh yeah, yeah. Thing? Eating out of boredom. I have uh, that down. It's one of our triggers we're going to go over, but totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm up. No one's up. I will go. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I munch right. on something? But if it's not there and you only have certain options, because I honestly think even if you're an emotional eater, if you get up in the middle of the night and all you have is healthy options, you might just go back to bed. Like, I'm straight. Right. So here's I'm the thing. That. That's, oh, my God. Here's the thing, because you and I talked about this earlier. You just said if you only have healthy options. So you and I talked earlier about... Okay, so we, we've demonized emotional eating, right? Right. So we usually when somebody says emotional eating, we're talking about eating some crap, right? right? Eating some junk food. So I think I'm an emotional eater. Confession time. I'm, a, I'm an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, my options are always Health. healthier. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're an emotional eater, and that's kind of like a big elephant to take on, right? Right. So... Let's still be emotional eaters while we work our way through our emotions, but let's just make our go-to options in line with our goals. But then, that also requires us to dispel the myth that healthy foods are nasty or bland or not filling or not 
you know, you can't have carbs or something. Because I'll get, some days I'm like, I've had such a long day. I'm going to saute some potatoes with my Mm -hmm. kale. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to put any oil on it. But it's going to be roasted, you know. But I'm not eating necessarily a green salad with, you know. Yeah, you can get something something hearty. hearty. Right. So you can still, let's say, be an emotional eater. Mm -hmm. And your choices can still be, like you said, you only have access to healthy options, but you want something a little more that sticks to you. Yeah, I totally get it because my um, kind of like my cheat emotional snack when I'm really – is avocado the avocado the guacamole and the unsalted tortilla chip? Yeah, it's 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 like it's like a good snack, good hearty snack. Yes, but it's not doing any damage. Right. So you have to like pick, you know, because we'll always get the the guacamole with the, the the fresh salsa. Oh, you got to mix it with the salsa. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah, you yeah. ain't winning it if doesn't you ain't. Matter yeah, if you need it. it's nothing. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a guac with the yeah, salsa. Yeah, and then the tortilla chips, and it's still good, and it's still a nice snack. You can actually feel like you actually have a good snack for sure. But you're not going against your goal, right? You're not gorging on a bag of salty potato chips or cookies, um, or ice cream. So if you are an emotional eater, you know. We understand that that's a psychological, right? You know, that's a psychological issue. We don't expect to convert you or cure you, mm-hmm. you know, through one episode. But like Jay said, you can create an environment that still forces you to stay somewhat on task, right? So don't bring, never keep a two liter of popper juice in your house, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not strong enough yet to choose water over popper juice. Right. So it's the same thing. If you know certain um, things trigger your eating, make your options non-negotiable. Yeah. And that was um, when I was first getting like into the healthy thing. I spoke about this before, how I knew that going to the bar triggered me to eat things that oh, weren't yeah. that healthy. Yes. Because uh, back then I wasn't vegan. I was vegetarian. So I ate, still ate cheese and bread. I like bread. And as soon as I went to the bar and I had a drink, it was like, oh, I'm going to need that artichoke spinach, artichoke dip. Yes. I'm going to need that um, cheese mozzarella stick. Yep. I'm going to need. So an emotion with your friends and your whatever, your your people, that can that's an emotion. Like you feel like in a party mood. Like yep. I want to eat this because I'm in this environment. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's another thing when you have to. And I, and I used to suggest, I still suggest going on like a full stomach like you've already eaten. But I still would buy something. Like, I would, it automatically goes, hey, you feel like you should have this wine. Yeah. And you still should have this whatever. This food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But going not hungry definitely helps. But if you go hungry and you're drinking, you're going to eat something. Mm-hmm. But so if you do eat beforehand, I've, and, I've went so far as to not only eat beforehand, but also bring food with me. Oh, yeah. You'll whip your food out your bag in a minute. For, I mean, if I'm trying, you got to know where your weak spots are. Right. You know what I mean? You have to know where your weak weak points are. So since you've already identified two triggers, I'm going to go through the rest of them because you're on it. So one of the triggers is one of the most common is stress, right? Depression. Sh- yeah. Stress, depression, um, boredom. You said that one. Social influences. Childhood habits. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, if you have a tradition of having Sunday dinner or your mom or grandparent used to make a big, heavy meal on Sunday, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've had clients like that. Like, it triggers this really, you know, nostalgic feeling right. 
of no on this holiday or mm-hmm. on this day of the week we always have this what's crazy about that it's hard to break not only is it hard to break in you know inwardly but you have people who don't want you i remember when i stopped eating cheese and i was like oh i'm not making macaroni and cheese i'm not eating and i'm not eating macaroni and right cheese. i'm not only not only am I not going to make it, I'm not going to eat it. And I'm not going to eat this, and I'm not going to... And people are like, but it's Thanksgiving. Like, what are you talking about? Right. We always ate macaroni oh and my, cheese. You try and snatch always... macaroni and cheese away from Thanksgiving, and you might be in a fist fight. Or, or uninvited next year. Yes, totally, I mean, totally. Pick, pick your poison. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if I'm invited next year, because I think the only thing worse than snatching macaroni and cheese from Thanksgiving is offering to bring a vegan macaroni and cheese. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. I might not have a family to go to. No, well, we got each other. Because I'm pretty sure. I'm like, hey, guys, I'll bring a vegan macaroni and cheese. Everybody's like, yeah, 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 but we're going to have a regular just in case. (laughs) You can bring what you want. We ain't going to stop you. We ain't going to stop you from eating your way. No, we ain't going to stop you, but uh, that is definitely not going to be the the mac and cheese for the fam. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, like childhood habits will totally trigger emotions. Right. Just like the ice cream truck, for instance. Now I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm so glad my uh, city has a noise ordinance. Therefore, we can't, <laughs> we can't have ice cream. Your trucks. city created the lion for you. <laughs> the city, my city created the lion. <laughs> like, no, this, you know, we're going to force you not to, to run to the ice cream truck. Your kids not having no ice cream. They created the lion for me. So I don't have to deal because as soon as you hear that, you know, the ice cream chunk noise. Yeah. It's like childhood. Let's right. go. I mean, I really wish I could go sometimes to the ice cream truck with my kids. What was your favorite on ice cream truck? You, the red, blue. What is that? The, the firecracker? Oh, was it okay. the firecracker? Yeah, I used to, I used to love... mess with the Choco Taco. You remember Choco Taco? I remember the Choco Taco. And what about the strawberry shortcake? Ice oh, cream? strawberry shortcake is all day. I legit kind of still want the strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we... ice cream truck. I guess I created the lion too because they don't have ice cream trucks downtown. <laughs> good, for, good for us all. Good for us yeah, both because I probably would take my kids out to the ice cream truck. I'm going to be like, from... who going to know if I had dairy? Who going to know? <laughs> right. Who, who going to know, know if I had a little choco taco? I Nobody. mean, is that anybody business? No. 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 <laughs> really? Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't say model my life. I'm telling you what to do. <laughs> I'm telling you how to be great. I ain't saying I practice it. But yeah, for real, childhood habits will totally trigger emotional eating another one is stuffing your emotions so you might feel pain or you might feel loneliness or you might be grieving Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people use food Mm -hmm. to pad those emotions that they feel like they can't bear because food is a drug just like alcohol or nicotine right or Mm -hmm. cocaine food is a drug and so a lot of people use it that way definitely definitely um you know, emotional eating is one of those things where even though we use it to kind of give ourselves as this excuse and things like that, but also I think we're all kind of emotional eating eaters because at the end of the day or for lunch or dinner, we always say stuff like, what do I have a taste for? What do I feel like eating? Mm-hmm. It's never okay, my body is deficient in magnesium now. Let me make sure I get a plant that's high in magnesium. Like, we don't necessarily eat to live. We always eat based off our emotions, but usually it's just some are a little stronger than others. Yeah. But if we truly ate how we were supposed to eat, to truly eat to live and only feed our body foods that were full of life force and that would help us thrive, 
um, we will all be in a healthier place. But I think there's very there's very few of us who actually do it that way. Very few. I've actually cried full adult tears because there was nothing to eat in the house that I wanted. Full <laughs> adult tears. You are like, lying. I'm not lying. Yes, you like, are. There is nothing here that I want. And, and you know, it'll be something that I could eat. Right. But I'm just be so mad. Like, I don't feel like driving to get anything. I don't want none of this. Just really, like, I hate my life right now today. <laughs> Fool, what have you all really falling angry. over yourself? Yeah, yeah. really angry. Yeah. Like, what is going on in my life where I just cannot eat a good meal right now? Totally. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Oh, and then let's talk really quickly about foodies. Oh, yeah, foodies. So, Jay, what is a foodie? Because I'm sick of everybody. You know what? They had me for a minute when when they everybody was. I didn't realize a foodie was not what it was until you were like, I'm a foodie too. But um, <laughs> I've always thought. Let me say what I thought it was and what it really is. A foodie is some. I thought a foodie was somebody who just loves food and they usually eat stuff like pizzas and chickens and just anything like just any type of food because they just love food like with no discretion. At all. Like, okay. That's what you thought it was. Yeah. Like, I okay. just eat whatever because I just love food. And what I know now is a foodie is someone who loves food, but that does not mean that you don't have any discretion. Yeah. And that you have, like, no discipline and you, you just love food. Like, you make stuff all the time. You be in here making all type of stuff that I would never, uh, vegan cookies and yeah. uh, vegan cake and, you know, vegan tuna. Like, you can still be a foodie and enjoy food. But it does not have to be unhealthy. That does not make you a foodie because you eat a bunch of crap. Like, yeah. people, their first thing they would say, if I'm like, uh, you know, why did you eat? It'll be some mess, like some pork chops with some pasta. And I, why, I'm, I'm such a foodie. That doesn't make you a foodie. That I just agree. means that you eat very unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else. And I thought a foodie was somebody who was like into the whole culinary side of food, the presentation, the smell, mm -hmm. the ingredients, the, you know, the where the food comes from, the locally sourced and mm -hmm. pairing different flavors and textures mm -hmm. in an unconventional way. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. And you're right. I think most people use it to say, I'm a foodie because I, I want to eat whatever I want, whenever when I, I want. Yeah, I just love to eat. Whether, you know, but it doesn't have to be anything special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what a foodie is, but that's another excuse that people use to not, like you said, be disciplined, to get on task, and to eat in a way that will be in sync with their, with their fitness goals. It actually says in the definition, a foodie is a person with a particular interest in food, a gourmet. That does not help. At all. <laughs> that does not help. That definition actually sucked. <laughs> and it made it to the top definition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I guess you, everyone defines it your own way. But don't think just because you love food, like all of us do, mm -hmm. that you can't still eat a certain way that will be in line with your weight loss goals, your weight maintenance goals, or getting off medication goals, or eliminating chronic disease goals. There's no reason why you can't still be a foodie and be vegan. Okay, I have a better, I have a better definition. This is what a foodie is. Here's some examples. A foodie can recommend a local restaurant. A foodie can tell you about a restaurant's uh, use of local ingredients. A foodie can tell you what items are made fresh. A foodie doesn't need the waiter to explain. A foodie has the best of list, longer than five options. Although not always required, it helps if a foodie is able to identify the flavor cores of a meal and be able to recommend a wine. 
Does that help? That helps. Okay. A little more sophisticated and well-versed. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, <clears throat> some of the, uh, another few ways to identify whether or not you're an emotional eater is, um, if the cravings come on sudden, suddenly, mm-hmm. because true hunger comes on gradually. Okay. Right? So if it just hits you and then all of a sudden you have to have something, mm-hmm. that's typically emotional eating. Right. Um, what was interesting to me, too, was that um, emotional eating isn't in the stomach, uh-huh. right? It's usually your brain telling you, I have to have this yeah. fried fish, or I have to have these french fries, I have to have this candy or this chocolate. Um, so emotional eating is usually tr- triggered by a psychological stressor versus any feeling in your, you know, your body, your physical right. hunger. Right. Um, it isn't satisfied once you're full. And it leads you to regret, regret it or a lot of guilt or a lot of shame. Very, very true. What about a lot of shame a lot and of, guilt? Yeah, a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And, and, and what I find, too, is that a lot of emotional eaters, true emotional eaters, are people who, just like with any other drug, do it secretly mm-hmm. or hoard certain snacks. You know what? That's so true because I've had this conversation, like, multiple times with multiple people. When we talk about weight gain, because, you know, people's latest excuse is, well, I'm 45, I'm 50, I'm 60. I can't lose weight the way I used to. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, you, it is a little bit harder. And then they'll give me an example. Say, let's say someone that works at their job, well, such and such, always has salads. They always eat healthy. They always, they've been doing this, this, and that. I've never seen them eat anything that was not healthy, and they haven't lost weight. And I tell them, just because that's what you see them do in public, you do not know what they... They probably can't wait to get home and right. tear down some Mickey D's or some yep. fried chicken or whatever. They probably eat, are going home and binge eating or emotional eating on the weekend. Yes. Or socially eating on the weekend. Yes. So and I was like, that factor alone can keep them from losing weight. Yes. So don't think because you did good all week and that you only do these things on the weekend that you're not emotionally eating. It, you can still have that. What is it called? Social, social. Um, uh, social it was one of the, No, it was one of the characteristics of um, social influence. Yeah, social influences on on your diet, which is an emotional uh, emotional eating as well. Yeah, a lot of people take the weekends off, and that kills it. I know. It I, kills I can explain it. it. The weekend will kill your whole entire goal. 100%. Like shut it down. Yeah, five five clean days, but then three bad nights. Yeah, because the whole calorie, you know, versus energy thing, if you consume, you have to burn more calories than you consume. And if you're consuming more on the weekend than you burnt all week, then naturally you're not going to lose weight. And check in with your quote unquote good week. You know, some people, <laughs> your week may not even your that week good. may not be that great. You know, Lisa, I had salads all week, but it, you know, I had only a little bit of cheese with the ranch dressing, and then I baked my chicken, but it had the skin on it, and I had barbecue sauce on it. Like to some people, that's a healthy meal. Mm-hmm. So you also have to really get educated on what clean eating or whole foods eating really is, because sometimes those first five days ain't that great. <laughs> Did you do the, the, the oops? I mean, I hate shrug. To, yeah, I hate to break it to you. I hate you. to bust the bubble. Yeah, that that does that does require a lot of knowledge, a lot of patience with the journey, and everyone is in. Uh, well, most people are in a hurry, you know. And if it, you have to be studious with it, then I'm just gonna go off of what I think. And sometimes what you think and what's actually true might be in conflict. Yeah. So. 
that's why I always say get maybe even if it's just one or two times, go with a professional. Mm-hmm. Spend the extra money. Get someone who's invested in this thing. Um, you are emotional behind it. I want to lose weight because I want to look good. Right. I want to lose weight because I'm tired of this. I want to lose weight. But until you have the right um, reasons, which is I want to lose weight. Those are fine. But until you say I want to lose weight and I want to be healthy for the rest of my life, the way you get educated may be different. So I would say go with the professional that can steer you in the right direction as far as your diet. Definitely. That reminds me, a, tr- a client, a new client that we just brought on, she you know, was recording her food, and I was looking at her food logs, and she had 87 grams of sugar in one day. And I was like, okay, let's go over this together. Let's look and see what you had and where this sugar is coming from. Mm-hmm. So for breakfast, she had Honey Nut Cheerios with soy milk. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell her, I'm like, that is nothing but sugar. She's like, really? Yeah. Didn't know. Good right? So yeah. really good intentions. So she would she could have been thinking she's having a good week. Like for some people, they're like, okay, boom, I had my Cheerios, I had the soy milk, and you know, and then went on. So we took a look, and just the honey nut Cheerios with the soy milk was 44 grams of sugar. Wow, one bowl. I don't, yeah, but I don't know how much she poured into the bowl, but right. 44 grams of sugar. Wow. So she had 87 grams for the entire day. She had half that in a bowl of in cereal bowl, yeah. that probably took her less than six minutes to eat. Right. And didn't fill her up, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So you really, like Jay said, like check in with a professional and someone who's certified in nutrition to make sure that you are well-versed in what, and she was shocked. Like, she was blown out the water. Yeah, that would have hurt my feelings if I was her. Right. You know, you think you're doing so awesome. Just like you was saving that money. You thought you was just blowing it out of the water. They going to get this $20. Oh, you going to get this money. You going to get this. And you weren't weren't doing as well as you thought you were. I was not doing anything. And so it's so important to really reevaluate. And if you're trying to do this thing on your own and you're not seeing results or you've plateaued, and you can't seem to get that scale to move anymore, it's definitely time to bring in help and have someone truly teach you proper form for exercise, proper progressions for exercise, and proper nutrition, and help you curve that mindset as well mm-hmm. and your thinking around food and its use in your life. Um, speaking of sugar, we on June 1st launched the War on Sugar here at Professionally Fit. Shout out to Coach Tiff. Hey, Tiff. She had an amazing idea. She decided to launch an all-out war on sugar. Tiff was up to here with it. She said, <laughs> she said, Lise J, um, yeah. somebody close to me was just diagnosed with diabetes, and I'm absolutely sick of it. So let's just take over the world and wage an all-out war on sugar. And that's exactly what she did. So we created a campaign and a pledge. If you go to www.professionallyfit.co and just click on War on Sugar, you can take the pledge. You can join our private Facebook group. You can watch the videos we've done talking about sugar and the importance of finding hidden sugar because everybody knows cookies, cakes, and biscuits. Yeah. But most people aren't aware of how much sugar comes in their barbecue sauce, their ketchups, their condiments, their box right. cereals, you know? Right. Um, so if you feel like you're in the position to get way more educated on sugar, the effects it has on your body, your brain, your mindset, your sleep, your energy, your cognitive functioning, then you definitely want to go to professionallyfit.co, click on the war on sugar and take the pledge. 
Yeah, we took the pledge on what day was it? I'm not even sure. When we started? Yeah. June first. June first? Yeah. Look at you. Is that is that like a half overachiever alert? Or is that like <laughs> You're not gonna ring the bell on me today. I know. It's not <laughs> happening. No. That's uh, I get the bell. Underachiever for not knowing. <laughs> You rung the bell on me yesterday. I'm not going yeah, for it today. Yeah, you've been overachieving. Like, oh, you've been nailing overachieving. And I've decided, too, that there's no such thing as overachieving. You know what? I it came did, to that conclusion. When? Yesterday when I rung the bell on you? Yes. <laughs> but I was it, really thinking about it. Because it's all relevant. Don't you ring that bell? Overachiever alert. <laughs> Whenever you get the bell rung on you for overachieving, and then you then proceed to think about how overachieving. It doesn't exist. Why did you even think about it past when I rung the bell? Because I was sick because of you ringing the bell on me. <laughs> I said, she, no, I'm going to prove. Over, there's no such thing as overachieving because it's all relative to your achievement capabilities. Let me, show, let me tell you why I rung the bell on her yesterday. This is nonsense. I innocently asked. Hey, I'm going to the library. <laughs> Recommend me a book, right? <laughs> I, she said, oh, I said, what you reading right now? She said, I'm rotating um, four books right now. <laughs> so I don't know which... <laughs> I don't know which one to recommend to you. Wait a minute. You read four books simultaneously? I said over, and she didn't wasn't even bragging. It was like, no, nah, I'm reading. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't see what I the problem is. I'm rotating between four. I'm reading four books right They're now. They're all good. Currently. Yeah. That's not overachieving. <laughs> I, I read my books one at a time. I don't, I don't know. What's the underachieving dong? It's an overachiever <laughs> alert and the underachiever. You got, room, you got room in your life to read more than one book at I, a time. I, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to focus on my one book like normal people do. And I'm not going to rotate. Well, while while you're doing that, don't judge me for reading my four. At I didn't judge you. I just oh, I just wrong the direct. I just recognize you are was over. Judgments can be good or bad. <laughs> just because it's not an insult, don't mean it's not a judgment. I really yeah, feel. Yeah, I feel about that. How people say you're overprotective parent. I'm like, there's no such thing. I can't protect them enough. Like, I can't. Like, there's no. How can I overprotect someone? Exactly. I can't. You can't. Yeah. So I get it. I mean, kinda, because the way you don't let Bryson climb up in those trees. Oh, you know he got stuck in the tree, his foot? My got man. Stuck. My Literally. man. Literally. When I tell you, TGIF, thank God I'm fit, I jumped up in that tree. Because he literally, he was he climbed up high. You know how he got to try to try you. Right. He climbed up when my, when my back, when I wasn't looking at him. And he went up higher than normal, way higher. And when I said, get down, Bryson, his foot got stuck. Wow. So he was trying to wiggle out. But while he's trying to wiggle out, he was losing footing. Because he can't reach the way... I climbed up in that tree like I like I've been climbing trees my whole life. T G I F. T G I F. Like, oh, you gonna get this? You gonna get this rescue? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. You gonna you, get? You gonna get this rescue? Uh, I don't care. You well, gonna get it? Yeah, that happened. I'm mad it happened because it's like all you've been waiting on to come true. Because um, that's your biggest fear all the time. Something's gonna happen. Oh my god, I gotta protect. And then he gonna get. I gotta yell at Bryson about that. He, he got it out before because he did not want my help. That's all he all he knew was good he did for not him. Want. He wiggled out. So he was like, no, no, no. As I'm as I'm like, I'm about to come up there. No, 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 no. I got it. Soon as I get up there, he got his foot free. Good job, he Bryson. Get down out this tree. Shout out to he Bryson. He said, "Why are you so scared all the time?" <laughs> we all want to know. We <laughs> we all wait no answers. Oh, baby, can't even climb trees. Yeah, so. 
So let's let's end on really quickly before we bridge the gap for him, Jay. Um, some tips on how, if you're an emotional eater, you can identify it, and then how you can pull yourself out of that rut. Um, so I know you, you know, have went through some emotionally trying times yourself, and even though you were emotional under eater, I think it all qualifies to how you pull yourself out, like how do you not let those emotions take hold of you and take over you? What are some things you used and some, you know, some tips you can give? You have to, have to, have to have intrinsic self-awareness. You have to have intrinsic self-awareness. That means you're very aware of what's going on with you. You have to care. You have to be always paying attention. What am I doing? What am I not doing? And that comes from always doing self-assessment, like we always talk about, always just thinking, like, how can I improve myself today? How, what did I do last week and how can I do it better? Like, this, uh, that's what made me realize that, like, you have not did this this week. Yes. You haven't been eating a lot of plants this week. Yes. You, you normally make smoothies, but you haven't done that in two weeks. And then I was like, I need to get myself together. And, and while I was saying I need to get myself together, I was starting to feel ill. And, I, and then I had that physical reminder, like, you really need to get yourself right, together. Right, right. But it can be easily ignored if you're so entrenched in your feelings and in your emotions, especially, you know, people go through divorces, people, kids leave for college. We don't even realize how, you know, when, when you're so close to your kids and people, I see all these prom pictures of people's kids and it's a happy moment, but at the same time, your kid is leaving you yes. and they're going into the world. And a lot of parents are like, my child, and, and we were close and what am I going to do now? And they're, they're eating. Yes. What do you say? Stuffing their, stuffing their stuffing emotions. Stuffing your emotions. Yeah. yeah. So you have to really, really, um, I'm a big fan of a takeaway and take away something and put something in its place. And add it. Okay. Yeah, and adding something. So, okay, tonight, instead, if I get up in the middle of the night and I want to eat, maybe I can do something else. I remember when I used to eat, like, a lot. I was really addicted to sugar. And I told myself, I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. Do you mm -hmm. remember when I did that challenge? Mm -hmm. No sugar. Yep. So when I would get up in the middle of the night, I would have something in this place that I can eat instead of a cookie. Um, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a piece of a banana with a piece of peanut butter. I okay. think that's what it was. Banana and peanut butter to get you together. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was nice and, you know, hearty. Yeah. And it, and, and it didn't, you know, people say fruit, but sometimes fruit is not good. It doesn't give you that what you want. Yeah. So just putting things, like, in its place. Yes. You know, because when you take away something, sometimes you feel, like, um... A void. A void. Yeah. Whether, even though it was a negative thing you were doing, but you still feel a void. So I would definitely say, put something in its place. Be uh, aware. Self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness is huge. Like, the first thing you got to do is identify, oh... I'm not over that thing. I'm not over my divorce. I'm not over, you know, the loss of someone close to me. I'm not over my child leaving. I'm not over, you know. I want to touch on that for a second. Mm -hmm. I really want to touch on that for a second. That's one thing that I allowed myself to do, and that was a big thing, is I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to feel sad. I'm allowed to be hurt. But I'm not going to use that as a, a, a crutch. So, yeah, you can cry. You can feel sad. You can feel however you're entitled to your feelings. Mm -hmm. But what, what I would definitely suggest is don't use those feelings as a reason to further um, make your health decline or make your waist expand. Yeah. Like you have to, you, I use my pain and, and everything to, 
to to reach out to elevate actually. Yeah. Like okay, I'm not going to abuse myself further and make and be further depressed. So what I'm going to do now is use my pain to elevate, and that's exactly what I did. I hit the gym harder. Yeah. I made different challenges. Oh, cha- I'm a huge fan of challenges. Yeah. And and I become a huge fan of weekly challenges. I used to do 30 days. Yeah. But if you if that's if that sounds too intense for you, do a week challenge. This week I will not. Yeah. Like, I yeah. will not do this. And also, um, I'm not a big fan of negative words, like not no. So this week I will. Okay. Yeah. This, this week, week I will. Okay. This week I will. You know what I mean? So always talk about. Just talk about it in a positive context. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because wording is everything. Wording, wording is, is everything. everything. So you so, want to feel so limited and feel so, yeah. For sure. Because when you when you even tell your mind you're giving up something, boy. Like, oh, no. We need that. Oh, we need that times team. Your mind definitely 10x is <laughs> that thing. So that's a good one. And then another um, great thing that you did is you bought in outside help. Seek out a third party if you feel like you can't deal with whatever it is on your own. Yeah. Um, seek out a third party to get help, but dealing with your emotions through food or alcohol or any other type of drug is the quickest way to wake up with a chronic disease, extra weight that you don't need, yeah. you know, and insecurities, you know, developing habits that are, that get harder to break the more you feed them. Mm-hmm. So it is essential that, like Jay said, you number one, become self-aware and identify what those emotional triggers are, and then you put something in place to help you control them, replacing the bad with the good, acknowledging that you may not be able to do it on your own, Mm -hmm. and the most important, I love what you said, Jay, is that um, you're allowed to feel that way in the first place. Right. So a lot of us, especially strong women, Mm -hmm. we try and... We treat our emotions in private with food and stuff because we think there's some there's some shame in showing that we're right. sad, that we're empty, that we're, you right. know, whatever, that we're insecure, that we're lonely, that we're bored. So we got to shed the, the, the a shame of feeling that way in the exactly. first place. Exactly. And one of the things I want to say, tell somebody you trust that has your best interest in mind. Because I remember, <laughs> I want to ring the bell so bad. But uh, I remember telling you, like, you know, all these things I was going through. And you were like, I'm, I'm buying you some therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, oh, you going to get this therapy? <laughs> I was like, forget it. I'll do it myself. You don't got to do that. I got insurance. <laughs> I called the lady. I told her about you. I think you was about to go out of town or something. I was like, will she get back on this day? So I'm going to have her. I demanded. Come on now. Who, dang. Maybe yeah. it is a such thing as over. <laughs> yeah. You demanded I get therapy. Who does that? I, I, listen. Don't nobody have time for you to be messing up our nights because you sad? You're going to get this therapy and then come in and act like our right. old. We're going to have a legit good night. Yeah. For sure. Listen. <laughs> the thing is, don't think when somebody do good for you, it's always, always about you. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah sometimes. I took it too far. I ran too far into it. My bad. <laughs> Sometimes, you yeah, know, I, I just want to, I just want that old thing back. Okay. So, I got it. Yeah, no, understood. <laughs> so let's bridge the gap for him, Jay. Bridging the gap is our segment where Jay and I make the direct correlation between today's topic and your business as an entrepreneur or your career as a nine to fiver. How do you, in your business, treat the way you behave in your business and how you run your business with emotions? There has been so many days since I started Professionally Fit 
where I was just plagued with exhaustion, mm-hmm. whether it be physical exhaustion or uh, psychological or mental exhaustion. Um, there's been days where I've been plagued with frustration. Mm-hmm. There's been days where I've been plagued with doubt. Mm-hmm. There's been days where I've been plagued with insecurity mm-hmm. about what I'm doing and whether or not I'm capable. And through it all, I got up and did what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. I did not let those emotions dictate right. my productivity right. or whether or not I stayed on task. So just like with food, your emotions, if you allow your emotions to dictate your behavior in your business, you're going to look up out of business. Okay. You know, because clients, customers, vendors, peers, you know, followers, communities, they rely on you to show up in a certain way. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're not allowed to be human because you totally are. But when you run your business based on emotions versus based on legitimate facts and logistics and efficiency and, you know, the best quality of service you could provide to your end user, um, you're going to find yourself not very profitable and not very consistent and you'll lose business fast. So, I can't tell you how many Fridays I don't feel like doing a blog post. I can't tell you how often I might not feel feel like training that sixth client of the day. I don't feel like getting on a coaching call and coaching somebody, you know, off the ledge or explaining again for the fourth time today why sugar is bad for you. Like, all those things, I'm human too, but... I, I can't, I, your emotions cannot, cannot control your performance in business, just like your emotions can't control your performance in your health. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to be very, very self-aware. Yes, you are tired. Yes, you are frustrated. Yes, you are broke. But that comes with being an entrepreneur. You invest the time, energy, money in now, and it'll pay off later. But you have to show up consistently in every way that you show up. You know, people expect a certain product and service out of you. And I'm only talking to the entrepreneurs who are seriously building brands and businesses that they expect to have longevity and who are truly committed to delivering a high quality of service. Your emotions just simply cannot dictate your performance because it's not fair to the end user. And if you're a true honest entrepreneur or business owner, you're in your business to to provide value to someone. And you can't provide your best quality value because you're deciding not to work today because you're tired or because, you know, somebody else suggested happy hour. So you'll put off doing that report or putting that customer's product off until the weekend. Emotions, social influences do not dictate your behavior in business. Yeah, so my daughter Morgan just graduated from the fifth grade. She's going to the sixth grade next year. I'm middle school. Woo-woo. And so I had this this dinner for her, and it started off with me just inviting a couple people. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being like 18 of us, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> and they put us in this like section that only said really 10, and we had to get another table. And we it, it was just so crazy. I was thinking about leaving. It was We were trying to get. And this server, when I tell you this server was Stellar. Woo. She did not flinch. She did not get frustrated. She did not show any emotion to like. Cause I know she probably went in that kitchen was like, if they switch seats more, if they add some more people, they still want to get this um, happy hour deal. It's five minutes past, but they keep adding. Like she could have been the worst. She did not. 
She kept it so cool. She act like it was normal. This is not normal. I know this is not normal. Wow. Even in the area that we're sitting at, it does not sit 18 people. Right. But she, we got chairs from other areas. And she was such, she did not let her emotions, I know she had to be frustrated. I know she had to be um, flustered yes. and everything. And, and it got her a great tip. Wow. Because it pays off to keep your cool. It plays off not it pays off not to let your emotions dictate, like you said. Your the, performance. Your yeah. performance. And she did that. She executed that well. Like it was a textbook. Not do not let your emotions dictate. Just your do the job. Just do the job. And there's always a reward at the end. Even if you don't see it right away. Yeah. You may not see it because I know we always talk about instantaneous gratification. And that leads a lot of people, like, you know, if I get mad today and I snap off, ain't nothing going to happen. I, you know, I've been snapping off on people at work. Right. Or ain't nothing going to happen. Right. I'm, if I'm late or, you know, I was having a bad day. But at, at, the, at the end of the day, and it may not be that day, one day, you, you're going to pay a consequence, whether it's not to get promoted, not to get recommended. And somebody's to, always watching. Somebody's always watching. And I promise you they're talking about you in those closed-door meetings. Oh, oh sure. Don't ask her to do it. Don't ask her to lead this project. Don't don't yeah. even consider so-and-so for the promotion because I've seen the way they perform on this day or when they're not feeling well or the slightest indication of stress. Right. They can't handle it. Yeah, because a lot of people are going through things at home, but someone told me, I thought it was so funny, leave your problem with your problem. <laughs> your problem will still be there. You can get right back to it after one. <laughs> one more time. One leave more. your problems with your problem. <laughs> Don't be bringing that here. I love it. You still going to have marital problems when you get home. You still going to be uh, whatever. You still going to have to move in three days when you get. That has nothing to do with your performance at work. Leave your problem with leave your problem. Your problem lead, with them, the lead them there. And I don't want to just um, hag on the negative emotions, too. I'm going to talk really quickly about the positive emotions and letting that dictate your performance. So, you know, I've been working on B-Box at Professionally yeah, Fit yeah, for, for a month, right. right? And we finally launched B-Box, and um, B-Box is Professionally Fit's first psychological and emotional um, health segment, you know, we focus heavily on psychological and emotional health. And so we've curated a box that all of our new clients receive. Um, and it's designed to help you jumpstart your emotional and psychological wellness. And so finally launched B-Box. We've already sent out five of them. And I was just at the post office yesterday having a serious moment of just like feeling you know, achievement, feeling just gratitude, feeling really proud of myself. Just really had a happy moment yesterday as mm -hmm. a as an entrepreneur. And I'm standing in line to mail off these B-Bots. Nothing like seeing a project that you've been working on for a long time come to fruition. And I seriously had this because I was at the post office downtown, which is on, on Fort Street right off of Jefferson. You, you could literally see the water mm -hmm. right behind the post office. So I was like... I should just go park my car and take the rest of the day off and just <laughs> walk, you know, on mm -hmm. the run front. And I was probably entitled to do that. But I right. was like, no, Lisa, you got to get back home. There's still some stuff you need to get done this evening. And so even the happy moments, like, right. don't get off track, guys. I'm not saying you should be a workaholic. I'm not saying you shouldn't celebrate your wins. But make sure they're timed accordingly where you're not leaving other tasks that you know need to be completed undone. 
So letting your emotions dictate your behavior goes both ways. Right. Whether it's happy or bad. Because I was like, you know what? Yeah, that is a good one. I'm taking a couple more days off and I'm just going to lay back and relic and beatbox for a minute. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, on to the next thing. And that's just the way I grind. It's just the way I operate. But I do, like you and I, when we get done with this podcast, we're about to go celebrate. Right? But we had to do the podcast first. And we had to get these done. And I had to train six clients today first. You know, you have to still be on task whether the emotion is happy or not so happy. Exactly. So, with that being said, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. For this and past episodes, you can go to professionallyfit.co and click on Professionally Fit Radio. New episode posted every Monday. New blog post posted every Friday. And be sure to take that pledge and join us in the war on sugar. Also... Um, please, please, please go to DetroitFitMob.com and register for our fitness flash mobs. We have a, a monthly fitness flash mob every month during the summer and fall months. So our next one is coming up in July. So be sure to join us for our monthly fitness flash mob if you're looking for an unconventional way to get that movement and exercise in. Until next time, be well.